email comes from the Engelmans from Lakewood, and they say, we very much enjoy your shir. You're doing great big service for Klai Yisrael. Hashem bless you and the entire MDY family that you should be able to continue to spread Torah. We also like the discussion that goes on at the end of this year. We watch this on YouTube and it always gets cut off. Please see what you can do to let it run. It makes me us feel like we're one family. All the best. The Engelmans from Lakewood. Yishkoyach Engelmans. Brand new Mishnah, brand new Sugya. What happens if you take a carbon Pesach, you put it into the oven, and as you're putting it into the oven, it touches the wall of the oven. You have to remove a thin layer of the carbon Pesach. Why? Because the carbon Pesach has to be roasted through fire, not through the walls of the oven. The Gemara goes into a lengthy discussion about Isr and Heter, Basar B'chalav. If you take two things like a Basar B'chalav or an Isr and Heter, and they mingle together, depends. If they are both hot, then the mixture is Asr because they both absorb from each other. If they are both cold, the mixture is Mutter. If one is cold and one is hot, we have a Machlech, it's Rav and Shmuel, which one overcomes the other? Which one is more important? Which one wins? According to Rav, it's the upper one. According to Shmuel, it's the lower one. So according to Shmuel, for instance, if the lower one is hot and you pour something cold onto the lower one, the lower one is going to win the entire mixture. So regardless if the one is the bottom one is Asr or Mutter, it's going to win. There's going to be absorption here. But according to Rav, it goes by the upper one. So the Gemara asks a question from the continuation of the Mishnah. It says that if you have gravy, juice that comes out of the animal and hits earthenware, more understood, like a plate, a cold plate, and then it bounces back from the plate to the animal, you have to remove a finger's breadth worth of the animal. The same thing would apply if the gravy hits flour and then bounces back to the animal. But according to Shmuel, we should go by the plate, we should go by the flour, and the flour and the plate are both cold. The answer is, the plate is hot and so is the flour, and that's why there's a problem according to Shmuel. Well, the Gemara brings the next part of the Mishnah. If you take oil and you smear it on the animal, the halacha is, if this oil is truma, and the people that are part of the group are koyhanim, they may eat the animal. If the people are Yisraelim, and the oil is truma, then they have to peel off the outer layer of the animal. So according to Shmuel, we have to say that we're talking about a very minute amount of oil that doesn't really penetrate the entire animal, and therefore, it's enough to peel off a very thin layer. The Gemara brings two brises that corroborate Shmuel Shita, and in fact, Rashi says that's why this is one of the only places in Shas that we're passing like Shmuel in Isurim. Because it says specifically in the brisa that if you take cold and you pour it on top of hot, since the bottom one is hot, it's also That's Shmuel Shita. And then the brisa continues, if you pour hot onto cold, the cold wins, yet you have to remove a thin layer. If you put cold on top of cold, all you need to do is wash it off. Ravuna qualifies this that you have to wash it off. He says that's if the food is not very salty. If it's very salty to the point where it doesn't taste good, then it doesn't help to wash it, to wash it off because Shmuel holds that very salty food is like that, it, like it's boiling and therefore it goes one way. As the Shulchan Aruch says, if it's marinated in vinegar, it's also like it's cooked. The Gemara tells the story that there was once a chick, which, which is fleshiks, which fell into kutach, the famous kutach that they used to eat. Kutach is made out of milk and salt. Rav said that this mixture, this bird is mutter. He brings Ravchina that says it's mutter. Why? Because even though it's salty, this is kutach that everybody eats. So the salt doesn't have an effect. This is dafka when the bird is raw, so it doesn't absorb. But if it was roasted, it would absorb and it's usher. And if it has any kind of cracks in it, it absorbs 
the milk and it's awesome. And if it's full of spices, the spices open up the pores and it's able to absorb. Raf says in a major halacha, if you take kosher meat that's fatty, even if it's fatty, and you cook it, bake it in one oven, not touching, but in the same oven you have non-kosher meat, even if that meat doesn't have any fat. What happens is it's also because the fat from the kosher goes in the ear and transfers to the non-kosher animal, and then it goes from the non-kosher animal and transfers back to the kosher animal. Levi says, this is 100% mutter. In fact, Levi says, even if one is kosher, and one is a chazer, and a smaisa shahaya, in Reish Golos' house, this is what happened, and Levi says, it's mutter, bidi eved. And the explanation to the machlekes is, the Rav holds that Reicha Milsa, we are concerned with smell. If smell from tray goes into kosher, it makes the kosher tray. Levi says, Reicha lav Milsa. We're not concerned at all. Now there's a brisa that says that you're not permitted to roast two carbon pesachs together. We're concerned that they'll get mixed up. L'chayra, this is a raya to rab that reicha milsa. What gets mixed up? The smell of one is going to go into the other, and it's also to eat from the smell of the other because you're not part of that carbon. No, the pshat is that we're concerned that you might take home somebody else's carbon, and that's mukhar from the brisa because the brisa says even in a case where there's a goat and a sheep. Seems like we're not concerned about a smell, we're concerned about mixing things up. And even in the case of a goat and a sheep, where it's not usual to mix them up, we're concerned that you might mix it up. But then the question is on the flip side, what is Rav going to do? It seems like Rechalav Milsa. Rav says Rechal Milsa. So Rav is going to say that what the Bryce is saying is first is a concern that the smell from one will go into the other. But even if you separate the two, you put a big pile of coals and the smell doesn't transfer one to the other, there's another concern that you might take home somebody else's carbon. There's a halacha of Rudiyas Apas taking off bread from an oven, and you take this bread, which is boiling hot, and you put it on top of a barrel of wine that's truma. We're concerned that the smell of the truma is going to go into the bread. According to Levi, this is a classic machlaikis of Reicha, Milsi, or not, machlaikis, Remeyim, Yudas, that also. But Rav is going to explain that if the barrel is open and the bread is hot, Everybody agrees that that's also true is going to go into the bread. If the bread is cold and the barrel is closed, everybody agrees that's mother. The machlaitu remeir in Behuda is if you have one or the other, the barrel is open, the bread is cold. The bread is hot and the barrel is closed. Then you have machlaikis, Meir Behuda, where Remeir says it's also, Behuda says it's mother, and Rebbe says something in between. He says if it's made out of wheat, it doesn't absorb, but Sa'irim, barley, it does absorb and therefore it's also. But Rav is going to say, when you have two types of meat, one is kosher, one is nevela, it's just like the barrel is open and the bread is hot. Dalach is, if you bake bread together with meat, then the bread has the flavor of the meat, so you're not allowed to eat this bread with milchiks, with kutach. Fish that was cooked together with meat, that itself is a sakhan, it's also to eat, but it's also also to eat with milchiks because it has a flavor of the meat. And if you eat fish that was cooked together with meat, it could cause saras and bad breath. Have a wonderful day.